Welcome, data people. We are Zuma. My name is Matt, and this is the Data for Good podcast. This podcast is brought to you by Zuma. Zuma is a dedicated recruitment company focusing on data positions across Berlin. The Data for Good podcast is for the world of data science, analytics, and engineering, giving you a platform to hear the thoughts and opinions of data leaders from Berlin and beyond. Today, we are joined by Danny Salar. Senior VP of Data and Analytics at Clark Insurance. Danny, welcome. How are you? Thanks, Matt. Glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Our pleasure. Our pleasure. Uh, I think the first question for, for those who don't know, uh, a senior VP, what is that and, and how does that relate to data in particular? I mean, I think the data industry still is not very clear on roles and responsibilities in general, like things are called different in different companies and industries, but the insurance is like head of data, you know, the person who's finally responsible for the analytics things in a company. So in some companies you might have a, a chief data analytics officer, in some companies you have a head of data, sometimes you have a VP, SVP, depends on um, the size, the industry and, you know, so many different things, even geography sometimes. So if someone was to assume the SVP of data is very similar to a head of data, they, they wouldn't be wrong. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Awesome. Um, so today we're going to talk about a journey that you've been on, so kind of bootstrapping um, a data function. So before we go into that, maybe tell us a little bit about Clark Insurance and how they use data in particular within the insurance industry. Sounds good. So Clark is a, an insurance broker. So um, for those who don't know, like we have the insurance companies who are the ones that um, insure the risk. So yeah. say you have a car insurance and you know you want to make sure that if anything happens, you're, you're covered. And then you have the brokers and brokers are on the side of the customer. So the thing is, there's many different um, insurance companies, many different insurance products. And it's not always easy to understand what's best for you because there's mm -hmm. jargon, because there's complexity, and sometimes these um, these products are quite expensive. So the broker is like the intermediary. Yeah. And the broker, you know, you want a broker that is, that is in your side because sometimes you have brokers that are uh, captive brokers, as we as they're called, which mm -hmm. basically means that they just sell insurance products for one insurer. Right. Uh, in our case, we sell insurance products for many insurance, and we try to get the, the best uh, product and the best price for, for our customers. Nice. So where does the data focus come in here? So I'd say in the insurance industry, the insurance companies focus a lot on the risks. So, yeah. you know, uh, depending on your age or demographics, um, you know, and it's all about making sure that they can insure people without taking unnecessary risks, right? You don't want to insure a bunch of people that then start having uh, or behaving irresponsibly and then having a lot of claims and whatnot. So mm -hmm. the, in, in the insurance industry, when people think about insurance, they think a lot about um, risk pricing or, or insurance pricing. Yeah. On our side, because we're the broker, uh, what we're trying to do is really understand very well our customers so that we right. can uh, recommend them the best products. So um, it's less on the insurance side and more on the 
customers that and in that sense it's not that different from any other marketplace you could think um netflix if you're thinking about movies or you can think about amazon if you're thinking about goods that you can buy online so in the end is um knowing very well your customer and recommending products that they might have get value from at the right price point nice nice so with that that background um into what Clark are kind of looking to achieve and, and their business model. You came in to build out a data function and you effectively bootstraps the whole process. Where did I mean, you start? Yeah. Um, I must say I didn't start it from zero. We had a couple of uh, really good um, folks working at Clark for uh, mm-hmm. a few years, but um, I think that in 2021, there was like a much um, bigger focus on making data data work, right? Because, um, mm-hmm. you know, as, as a company that had invested as much as we should have, or, you know, depending, you know, we were, we're growing very fast, right? So you need to adapt us and, and focus on, on the top priorities. But really, the first thing um, one has to do when joins any company, any function is really understanding the lay of the land, understanding what are the problems, understanding what works, what doesn't, mm-hmm. and also building relationships, right? Um, to make sure that, you know, you're not the outsider that comes in and tries to change stuff that really works or, you know, um, that that never helps <laughs> when you're trying to, to change things. So um, for us, um, when I came in, when I, it was very clear to me that our infrastructure was um not scaling with us anymore you know we had yeah. put together some bi tools some databases some reporting and some processes and, and tooling but you know sometimes dashboard might could have taken like a minute to load and uh, you know that's that's never good <laughs> if you want to encourage um self-service curiosity uh, yeah uh, you know that that definitely was not good we also could not work with the whole uh, data volumes that we have. We constantly were just looking at the last three, six months to see and understand customer behavior and whatnot. So that was not good. So clearly uh, one of the things that we had to focus a lot in the first six months was um, rebuilding our data platform, you know, mm-hmm. setting up a cloud data warehouse, setting up um, the tooling that would allow us to build on top of that and, and reuse components and build data sets that is not that are not just for one specific report or one specific analysis, but you know things that you can build over time, maintain over time, and not have to start everything from scratch. Yeah. So yeah, for us, that was um, a lot of the work that we had to do in the beginning, and I say had because you know in many cases there was not a lot of added value. You know, you cannot just say. You have the same thing as before, and now it's faster. And it's like, yeah, fine, but you know, <laughs> um, that's you know that just gets you long, so, you know, so, that long. So, um, in parallel, you know, we're trying to understand where we can provide more value with data in the company. Yeah. Um, in our case, one of the, you know. Once we sorted the infrastructure piece, one of the big um, shortcomings that we have was that we had recently started using a CRM, uh, a cloud CRM tool, 
Um, yeah. Like in the past, we had an in-house CRM and I mean, over time, and, and by the time I joined, everyone was using the, the cloud CRM uh, already. Yeah. But the problem was that we didn't have that data from the cloud CRM. So we're doing sales, we're doing a lot of interactions with our customers in the CRM tool, but we didn't have that visibility. So in, yeah. in one hand, we had all the visibility that we wanted on how users use our uh, application and, and you know how they interact with it, what products they buy or they're interested in or, or they are not. Mm-hmm. But we could not see a very important part, which is, you know, when you have to buy a product, what's happening? You know, how long does it take? Um, do we have um, better journeys than others? You know, maybe even also like a, a Asian level reporting. You know, do we have Asians that are better at some products or better at um, selling to some demographics than others? Mm-hmm. So that very quickly became. Um, uh, the top priority for us, you know, um, because we had a lot of questions on that we could not answer without that data. So what we did was bring in a, a tool um, that actually allows us to bring uh, the data from standard SaaS tools, like um, you know any any marketing tool, any CRM tool yeah. that, that's out there. You know, instead of actually getting a, a data engineer or a software engineer integrate with their APIs, bring the data in and whatnot, which is <clears throat> a lot of work. And, and I've done this in the past. It's for engineers, it's fun while they build it, build it, but then they need to keep it up, you know, making those APIs change all the time. Uh, yeah. They go down, there's problems with security, whatever. Um, so for sure, we, we decided to bring a tool to help us with that. Um, and then <clears throat> basically it was all about putting all the data um, in the Clark world in one central piece, right? And one central data warehouse. And then you can start joining it together and see the full picture end to end from, you know, someone who installs um, the app on day one, what yeah. happens in day 90, everything in between. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's actually been a lot of what we've been doing since because there's a lot of value in that. Um, there's a lot of value uh, on understanding what's happening. It's, there's a lot of value in um, having the granular data so that you can um, bring more insights, also more um, more details. I mean, in the beginning, you just look at the big numbers. Okay, mm-hmm. what's the revenue it's like for the months? Uh, and then yeah. once you have all the data in one place, say actually we can look into cohorts. We can look into different demographics. We can look mm-hmm. into different products, you know, there's so many questions and so many ways that you can slice the data once you have it um, all in one place. Yeah. That in a sense, it's, it's a lot of um, what we've been doing, um, helping the company evolve. I mean, we've been, of course, um, changing a lot. It's not that we implementing all our data structure and process and everything, you know, it, it just works. It's, the fact is that um, everything changes all the time, right? And hmm. there's new experiments, there's new things that we do on marketing, on sales and product, on operations and all the teams. And we want to be able to help those teams optimize for their work and making sure that what they do change delivers value. Yeah. So alongside laying the foundations of a scalable data platform, your 
spinning other plates of creating immediate value at the same time. Exactly. What would you advise someone else going through that? What would you wish you knew that you know now? Um, I mean, I think it's like what, what I always try to do is have the end in mind, right? Like, you know, what are we going? In our case, it was clearly, you know, we need modern data stack, we need a cloud data warehouse, we need modern tooling. Uh, so that we can work scalably, but at the same time, you need to focus a lot on short-term delivery. You know, mm -hmm. you cannot just say, "Give me six months or give me a quarter, and then I'll start delivering stuff." You know, first because um, you know you're losing your stakeholders there, yeah. <laughs> and also because you might be building the wrong thing. You know, you need constant feedback, you need constant um, validation that you're working on the right thing. So. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 easier said than done, but you know, having a picture of what you want to do, go and then prioritize very heavily towards the biggest pain points and the biggest um, value delivery, right? And hmm. the good thing is that if you come into a company that it's um, you know has a lot of shortcomings in these areas, you can deliver value very quick. So that's nice. Just by bringing the data in and saying, actually, you have visibility now. Um, go play with that data. I mean, it's not sophisticated, it's not that difficult um, and brings a lot of value, you know, going from, you know, pitch black, I don't see anything to, actually there's a bit of light, I can start seeing things and I can understand how the business works. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's, it's transformative. But then of course, over time, you need to keep refining, see where, where there's value, see on where you're not operating in a way that is not optimal uh, and helping building those relationships with these different teams so that they can yeah. get more value out of that data. How did you find the, the, adoption, the adoption of these processes from the non-data people, from the business folks? I mean, it's always, um, uh, that's, that's a big factor actually, now that you mention it. I mean, for sure you need to focus on the highest value or highest pain point that you have mm -hmm. but if you're trying to help a team or a department and they're not interested right you know it's it's not worth it you know maybe just go to the second one in the list if you have a, a stakeholder or a team that is super engaged and then yeah. make it a success story and then over time maybe like you know other other teams will be um wanting to to join and get get your support and work work together right so in our case, um, because we didn't have this visibility um, in the sales area, um, the, the sales department in general uh, has been a huge, um, you know, not sure if a lie, but like, you know, we, we work very well together. You know, we, we have regular meetings. We know exactly what they're trying to do. They know exactly what we're trying to do. We mm -hmm. um, discuss solutions, we discuss problems, and it's really important to have this level of um, trust and collaboration across departments. Otherwise, if you're building stuff for people who don't want to see it, you know, it's um, there's no value in that, and it's pretty demoralizing also for the people doing that. So, for sure. But I mean, I think if you get this momentum of um, okay, I'm fixing things and improving things, and I'm actually um, delivering quite fast. Mm -hmm. 
people see that and then they do want to to get on board and, and actually get more support and it's it's very interesting because you can see how the questions and how what we're trying to do gets more sophisticated and more advanced yeah. over time so once you see that it's like you, you can see you're the one in the, in the right direction for sure so education does that come first where, where would you put that um, I mean, for sure, we have quarterly um, sessions where we um, where we teach people how to use the BI tooling, where we teach people our data set. We also have sessions for new joiners. Mm -hmm. um, but really, to kickstart things, when you have, I mean, but this is when you have, you know, a lot to offer, and you know, it's it's kind of standardized, but to bootstrap things that say that it's more important to focus on one department, one use case, uh, the one that provides more value. Mm -hmm. And as you work together with that team or department, then you're teaching each other, you're learning about their area, how they work, and they learn about, oh, wow, so I can use these tools or these charts to understand um, how, how, how to analyze it, right? Yeah. So for us, it's been a lot on, um, small groups one-to-one -one. okay let's focus this quarter on this project for sales this project for marketing this project for um, product and then while you work together um, people learn how to use the tools to understand the data that you're working with them that you're providing to them mm. that's it one one thing that is actually quite successful is what we call um genius bars uh, so G genius bars yeah, exactly. Just like the the Apple Genius Bar. Yeah. So twice a week we have a one hour slot where we have someone from the team, and then anyone can just pop in and ask questions. And okay. it could be anything from, you know, I want to change this metric because you know for some details, or it could be, I had an idea. I don't know where to start. Um, what do you think about it? Right. So um, it's open door sessions, anyone from across the company can come in, any questions from data sets, new initiatives, um, how to use the BI tool, questions, anything. Um, and it's on purpose, very open so that people can come in um, with their questions. And that's been very good for one teaching because, uh, you know, you, we have, as I said, like quarterly sessions where we yeah. explain generic things. But when people when people do really pay attention is when they have a problem that they need solving, right? And then it's like, okay, let's discuss your problem and I'll show you how to do it yourself. And that's when the the most effective learning um, and leveling up happens in, in the in the company. How about the other way? How often do the data folks approach business people and say, I don't get it? Right, so that's what we're trying to do. Um, we're trying to work together very closely with the key departments um, that we focus on. And usually for analysts, we have like quarterly initiatives or areas of focus. Mm -hmm. And for sure, it's very important, right? It, 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 if we have an environment where, you know, some one department throws Jira tickets over the fence and then the other department throws dashboards over the other, <laughs> 
to the yeah. other side, it just does not work, right? So we try to have um, regular check-ins, um, collaboration, finding the people who are going to be working on on that project. Mm -hmm. um, so thankfully, I mean, it happens quite often. And I'd say for marketing, sales, and product, we have a very good working relationship. We understand what they're doing, we understand their data, and they understand what they can get out of data and our um, tooling and, and services. Yeah. But the Genius Bar is a great outlet for anyone, completely like anyone. It could be um, customer success person, it could be operations person, and it could be anyone joining in and asking questions about what they're trying to do. And it's mm -hmm. very helpful to hear how they're trying to use data because you, know, you build data sets and dashboards and whatnot for one purpose, and then you realize you know, it's being used for something completely different, which is uh, quite enlightening too. It's amazing how certain tools are not used, how they're initially uh, purpose for. Doesn't mean it's not valuable, but not what we thought of initially. Yeah, and every now and then we have these surprises of actually we build this thing for product and we see a lot of usage in, in the operations team. And then mm. you dig in a little bit and then you realize they can be using it, but you could automate or simplify or improve um, the thing a lot for them. And it's actually quite quite fun when this happens. It's like, oh, you just save us um, X amount of hours a week. And, you know, it's 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 really nice. And one, one other thing that we do a lot is um, in our VI we have analytics of how people use our dashboards and data sets and whatnot. Yeah. And we we monitor this to see actually there's a lot of marketing folks looking at this thing and you know maybe it's interesting if it can help a bit more or maybe the opposite, right? Maybe we build something that is not being used and then you can yeah. dig in on why it's not as successful as we thought it would be. Mm. With the genius bar. So one thing of uh, one difficult thing we all know is putting these teams together, and one thing is onboarding. Have you seen a, a positive impact of something like the Genius Bar on onboarding new staff, whether data professionals or not? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think it it, it helps both ways. Um, for new data team members joining the Genius Bar. It's a very good way for them to understand how different uh, departments work with the data, right? Um, and they also learn how to use the data because if there's, say, someone senior in the Genius Bar uh, helping someone, they can just tag along, listen, mm. and understand, okay, that's how we help the marketing team, you know, I don't know, whatever, cohorted, yeah, channel, yeah. volume, whatever. Um, so it, it helps a lot for new journeys in the data team. Um, but yeah, also for new joiners in, in across the company, like we have a dedicated Slack channel for quick questions. We have um, the the Genius Bar and we, you know, we, we just direct people there. You know, you don't need to know how to open Jira tickets or how to, you know, who to approach. You just go there, ask, and we'll point you to the right direction. Um, and that's that's quite simple and, and very um, 
very useful for them. I, you know, that's that's the feedback we get. We every week we, as I said, we have two sessions, one hour, and we most weeks we have people in both sessions. So, and when when we see also is that when people come from other companies and different backgrounds and expect, yeah. expectations, um, they join quite a bit more. You know, mm -hmm. until they understand how they can do things here and they they understand how the data works. Um, but also we learn from them sometimes. You know, they sometimes some someone from finance might come in and say, you know, we in my previous company we had this way of looking at things financially yeah. and we don't have anything similar. And then you know you can take it as an idea on how to, to improve things in in the company that you work for. Yeah. So it sounds like don't separate the teams, bring them as close together. I think it's very it's important possible. to create these outlets and these rituals um, to to communicate. I mean, the truth is most data teams are enablers for mm -hmm. other departments. Yeah. And you need to make that collaboration as seamless as possible and as frequent mm -hmm. as possible. So yeah, Genius Bar is more for impromptu things that people want to know or want to want to do. Um, yeah, but it it does help a lot bring the business and data team uh, closer. Have you had a, had anyone make the switch either way? Um, not at Clark yet, but in previous companies, definitely we had um, people from insurance background joining data teams. Yeah, like. Pricing folks also joining the data team. Um, yeah. I mean, one of the nice things of being a central data team is that you have a very uh, like privileged view of the whole company data set, right? If you're just, for example, working in marketing, you know, it's interesting. I mean, at least that's that's my my perspective, but you know, mm -hmm. it might become a bit boring if you're just just looking at one kind of data all the time right yeah whereas if you are in a more central team and then you can have okay this quarter we need to focus on sales this quarter on more product this quarter on on um i don't know finance sometimes you know it, it's finance reporting and whatever like mm -hmm. it just brings a more um holistic view of the whole company rather than just one department so yeah i've seen People coming from other departments in the data team, the other way around, not so much. It's something we see more and more, um, access to um, entry within data, the tools becoming more, more and more accessible. We're seeing more switches, so who knows um, for sure. And yeah, and I think there is, there is more and more emphasis on using data in each department. So um, yeah. It goes both ways, like tools are getting better, but also the expectations for people in, in every department are getting higher. So um, I think it's, you know, it's it's a good thing. Yeah. And sometimes those folks bring very good perspective, a bit more commercial or a bit more, um, you know, operational and, you know, all this stuff, it's, it's super valuable as compared mm -hmm. to someone who's just starting, you know, I know how to do data, but I don't know how anything works, right? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, especially for key departments, it's um, in a company, it's great if you can get some people from 
from there, either your team or collaborating, collaborating very closely, um, because then you can make sure you're supporting those departments much better. Yeah, no, it's much, much more holistic, holistic yeah. view. You've made it sound quite straightforward, um, putting these processes and methods into place, but there's going to well, be some challenges. Tell, yeah, tell us I mean, about some of those. Right. I mean, it's, um, it's simple, but it's not easy, right? You know, um, as you join a company, you don't know what you don't know. Um, and also everything changes all the time, especially on startups or growing companies. Yeah. So, you know, it's important to keep that in mind and keep prioritizing uh, projects at least on a quarterly basis or uh, on a monthly basis. But for me, it's always been having those, this long-term view of where you're going, make sure that you're not just building, you know, um, a Frankenstein kind of platform and reporting solution. You know, you just have a very strong view of what good looks like and what you're going to. And then just adapt along the way, making sure that the team is close as possible to the business. Um, and, you know, I think that's actually something very important, you know, not having barriers between the data people that are working on the data sets and, and whatnot and the business. Yeah. You know, the, the more you have intermediaries or managers or whatever it might be, the more um, diluted gets the understanding of what needs to be done and, and why. So trying to really make sure that um, the data folks work with the business people, it's, it's super important to make sure we are delivering the value that it's, yeah, that it's asked for. Close collaboration, communication. Yeah, we hear these over and over again. I mean, it's, it's, it's cliche, but it's most of the time it's about people, you know. For sure, you need to have the right infrastructure, the right these and that and the the tools but that's um it's it's easy getting easier and it's table stakes these days um what's going to make a difference is is whatever you're building being used or not and that mm. will only happen if you have uh close collaboration with the people who are going to be using whatever you're building Efficiency. i mean i think it's in a sense it's just like uh having the the product mindset and just applying it you know what are we building this for? What do success metrics look like? Um, you know, and I think it's it's also more interesting for folks um, in the data team. Either we, having those collaborations and, and understanding how people are using whatever you're building, it makes it so much more fulfilling, right? It's not just yeah, build yet another integration or another data set or another dashboard, and I don't know if they're using it or not. You know, um, yeah. So nice. yeah, I, I think you're completely right. It, relationship building and, and the, those people connections is um, a great part of what makes a successful data team. Awesome. We've, uh, we're hitting towards the end of the time. Unfortunately, we could probably carry on for, for a lot longer. Um, I know that you value the little wins. Um, a longer challenging journey. So on reflection, are there any kind of key milestones um, that you hit along the way that you think right. back on most positively? I mean, I, 
I kind of hinted at them, but it's for, the first one was actually moving away from our old platform to the new one, mm -hmm. which for sure brought new, you know, better performance and, and you know, everything was running faster and, and better. But for us, it unlocked um, everything else. You know, we could not have built the team and, a, and, and you know, a data function on top of the old infrastructure. So that yeah. for me was a, a very big milestone, even though business-wise, we just made things a little faster in the beginning. The second bit, uh, the second milestone for me was when we brought in the data from the CRM tool. And actually we started having this end-to-end -end visibility on, on our customers and our operations. That was uh, a very big milestone. And thanks to this, um, SaaS tool, it was not that, you know, not that of a big project. We we made made it in weeks, not months. So that yeah. was really good. And also that showed the business that we could do things pretty quickly because with the old infrastructure and everything, you know, everything needed to be planned, orders in advance, and you know, ask for permission to engineers or whatever. And now we were in a much um, you know iterative and, and faster way of development that people didn't know about. They had a lot of preconceptions of, okay, um, Clark, uh, data at Clark is slow or, you know, it, or it's not that good or, you know, um, and we were changing all, all this stuff as we were changing our infrastructure too. Mm -hmm. And the last milestone, I would say uh, our first machine learning uh, project. So we, once we started having more maturity with our um, data sets and our tooling and whatnot, we started, um, and thanks to this close collaboration with the sales team, we built um, a lead scoring machine learning project to make yeah. sure we are reaching out to customers who really are wanting to buy. And, and you know, that, that was also a big milestone because to have that, it means that you have a good data, you have a good processes, you got good infrastructure, a good team. Mm -hmm. um, and it's just a validation of all the other stuff that we built um, so far. We have much better maturity as a, as a company, as a data team that allows us to, to think about automation and machine learning. Awesome. What, and what a journey you've been on and who knows uh, where to next. I mean, it's it's ongoing. Uh, things change every day. So that's uh, the exciting bit of uh, working in data, in my opinion. Absolutely. And um, before we close out, I know a few people might be curious, the medals. Oh, this is just like participation medals. Like I like running and like half marathons, 10Ks, couple of marathons there. Um, yeah, we had them in, in one box um and we thought you know what it's, it looks nice to so much color and whatnot so we just hung them in there definitely definitely love it and i know some people uh, will be curious but that's all we have time for today thank you very much for your time and your rich insights danny um to the listeners drop your questions and feedback as always um we'll pick some out for future pods um don't forget to like and share to reach as many people as possible but from today, it's bye from me and Danny. Thank you once again. Thank you, Matt. It was a pleasure to be here. Pleasure to have you on. Ciao for now.